all things in this mortal realm are destined to eventually fade into dust. Brace yourself for the number one rated daytime bootstrap sass honey badger theme podcast in the Pacific Northwest. This is Founder Quest. I just moved back into my office after being away for six months because COVID. And I see that. In the meantime, though, like while I had I had all my stuff at home, so I had my podcast set up, I had my monitor, my chair, you know, everything. And uh, while I was at home, I bought these new roller wheels for my chair. You know, the ones that look like rollerblade wheels. Oh, the the ball bearing ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And at home, I have normal carpet. You know, it's not shag; it's just standard kind of carpet. But here, I have you know those plastic things you put down so you can roll easier. Yeah. And so at home, I didn't really notice a much difference on those wheels on my carpet. But here it's really slippery. So now I'm like sliding back and forth and all around. It's, it's kind of fun. So if you want something to entertain yourself, get some of those uh, rollerblade wheels for your chair and then make sure you're on a smooth surface. It's hilarious. Yeah, that's on my, that's still on my list. I totally want to do that. It would just be, I mean, like I have wheels on my chair now, but it would just be a smoother ride. You know, I feel like I could do some, uh, have some fun what are y'all doing in your are you riding in your chairs like what what are oh, you yeah. doing in your you chairs don't, you don't like gotta yeah, do something you, while you're running all those tests yeah <laughs> you can do spins and y'all have much, must have much more space than bounce I do. off the walls next month i'm gonna install a half pipe for you all right well now i'm like moving my chair around and i'm wondering like is it moving easy enough like do, do i need like a, a smoother action on that <laughs> you need a performance chair that's right all right uh, well, before we get started, I should make a little announcement. Um, this will be our last episode for a little while. I, I know I, I just um, sure, are you trying to um, yeah, <laughs> put people on, that, on edge. Yeah, for a little while, because yeah, a bunch of us have leave coming up and it's just going to be impossible to make it all work. Yeah. And we don't record podcasts while we're on vacation because that's just that's well, and breaks that's are bad. breaks are nice, right? Breaks are important. Yeah, it's good to take a break. Yeah. Oh, it'll let our um, listeners like like not be tired of us anymore. Yeah, they'll, they'll forget yeah, all the things say, like, we repeat all the time. Yeah, when we come back, we'll uh, you'll have forgotten everything we say, and we'll just start from the beginning. No, yeah, I think yeah. I think our plan is to come back with some some fresh topics and uh, some fresh fresh, topics, fresh attitudes. Fresh yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> okay. Well, we'll see. We'll see how the that's vacation one of the goes. Of, of going on vacation, right? You get that fresh attitude. Well, I think. We'll see. We'll, like this will be after November fourth or whatever. Right. It's fourth, right? Yeah. So we'll see how our attitudes are. <laughs> you know, that's not the reason for this little break, but no. it is going to be a, a benefit that we just don't have to like be on the record. Listen to our cynicism like, and like, like ten years. Yeah. Yeah. It's like <laughs> live, um, live, live covering this this terrible last month. So, can I just chip in on that for a second, Mike? You know, we've we've. We've tried get it in now being overtly <laughs> like political and stuff, but it, that made me think again about the stay in your lane comment that some people like to throw at other people like, Oh, you're a tech guy. You should stay in your lane. And we talked about this before, but that's just hogwash. Like mm -hmm. we're all people, right. And we all have opinions and yeah. we should all be able to share them in ways that are helpful and ways that are critical and but ways that are always kind. I don't buy this whole stay in your lane. You should only talk about x thing i think we all have opinions about stuff and should feel free to share them for that to be true it's like the sum of your humanity would be tech guy which would be pretty sad it would be <laughs> right 
you know, it's like all of us are more than like tech person. Like <laughs> anyway. Agreed. Sorry, soapbox. Well, I think what oh, we're sorry, saying, sorry. I think what we're saying is vote. Please vote. Please vote. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we we well, gotta we gotta get it in. Get our, you know. Yes. Yeah. We gotta. We're all just terrified. <laughs> we're just doing our part. <laughs> we're just gonna be spending the next, um, I don't know, six weeks, like just in our closets. Okay. Well, <laughs> we just did our Q. What is this? Q four. Q four conclave. Yeah. Um, that's Final where we. Yeah, normally in normal times, we get together in an undisclosed location in a meeting room called The Bunker. I'm being serious. And we, you know, have a big, long all-day meeting in which we sort of hash out what's going to happen with Honey Badger for the next quarter. And so since pandemic started, we've been doing this on Zoom and sort of spreading out over days because like an all-day Zoom meeting would just be like hell on earth. And yeah, so here we are and we are... So like that one went pretty smooth. There's no, no, no like big changes. We got it done pretty quickly. We got it done two days under schedule, which made me really happy. My wife asked me about that. She's like, so you do another day of conclave? I'm like, no, we're done. She's like, what? You're already done? I'm like, well, yeah, this was shorter than they have been in the past. And I yeah. was thinking about why, why is that? And I was like, well, our Q4, our plan basically is to try and wrap up stuff like, you know, nail down some of the things we've been working on. There wasn't really any big new initiative or big decisions we had to make. It's like, oh, we'll, mm-hmm. just, we'll just do that in Q1, right? We, right now, it's just kind of like coasting through the end of the year, I think. Is, is well, let's way. be honest, like October is basically over. Like, it's, <laughs> it's, it's basically already November. So <laughs> we're, we're already like halfway through the quarter. Is that <laughs> pandemic time? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. But I mean, on it, like, honestly, we are like, we're taking... A lot of us are taking time off in October and like, you know, we're, we're also probably going to take a lot of time off in December, like we always do. So like realistically there's, we're not making major plans. I don't think for any like huge initiatives. True. And, and you know what, it was really nice to finish something for the year. Let me just, can I just say that? Like, it was nice to say like, that's the last, you know, this is the last before the new year. That was just a, it's, I think that we're going to get, we're going to start to get more of those building up and looking forward well, to What it. do you mean exactly? You mean having like a, this cycle where like you start new things, then you work on it and then you kind of wrap it up? No, I mean like it's, it's nice to have something of 2020 wrapped up. Like it's, it's nice that something in the year is finally over, <laughs> which is our, oh, our conclaves, yeah. you know, like we're starting to, uh, we're, it's like, you know, we're heading towards the finish line. Yeah. And we brought a little bit of order into the chaos of the world. Yeah, I'm, I, I need to start on my, uh, my New Year's resolutions. I really like the idea of like a, um, like a wrapping up loose ends quarter because like it always seems like there's some task on the, um, the action items thing that we make where it's like important, but it's not, it's not really crucial. It's not like it's, it would be very good to do, but like the world isn't going to explode if you don't do it. So for me, that's been for the past year, that's been, I want to go in and look at our numbers around our conversion rates and see if I can find any patterns there and, you know, just do some analysis. And that's the sort of thing where like, nobody's like on my case if I don't do that next week, but I've been saying I was going to do this literally all year. And so it's kind of, it gets kind of embarrassing to just like roll over the same action item like every quarter. So it's going to be nice yeah. to have some time that's just set aside to kind of work on that. That's, that's a good fall task, you know? It is, yeah. yeah. It's cozy. Get some, get some tea and 
Yeah, get some tea, get a, yeah. get a nice Teams, fire going. Fire, spreadsheets. Crack yeah. open the spreadsheets. Like, you're joking, <laughs> but this is... No, like, I know. This is this is like... I, I love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's cool. Yeah, and, and my wrap-up task, we talked about on our last episode about the, doing the accounts, redoing how we have the, the billing relationship to our users. And that's been something, uh, you know, you, you talked about having yours on the list for quarters. Mine's been on the list for years. <laughs> I know. I know. Uh, and that's not, that's not cozy, Ben. That's more, that's like Thunderdome. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's going to be a, a knockdown fight at the end to get yeah. that launch. But uh, yeah, that will happen. It is going to happen in October or else I will die trying. Yes. Yeah, how long was that pull request pitch. you just did like ten thousand lines or something oh, like ben's pull request was insane yeah, it's about, about six thousand like, i think six yeah, yeah it, it broke my browser i had to like switch to the native app to review it yeah like github can't display that much code in the browser uh-huh. and code, code climate added comments like i give up i can't even review this thing it's too long <laughs> i almost did that but i was like i can't do that to ben <laughs> i would have understood i suffered through yeah like start this over, do it in smaller chunks. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is the third restart attempt. Actually, I think I have two. One, one that we've just had a couple anywhere. Yeah. Well, and Another Kevin, we uh, we had Kevin like Kevin worked on it, start on it, and then yeah, yeah. So it's going to happen. And I think once it does, I was talking to Star right before we started recording. I think once it happens, that's when I'll take my vacation. There you go. As a kind yeah. of reward for all that. All that blood, sweat, and tears. Let's wait. A, let's wait. Wait a couple weeks till like after you deploy it before you take your vacation. <laughs> yeah, uh, there. I mean, there's not. There won't be any bugs, right? Building. Yeah. <laughs> so, Josh, what's your wrap-up task for the year? Oh, I was yeah JavaScript, and I I can't say that this is like sad part for me is it's probably never going to go off my, going to be off my list so i don't i'm just wrapping up some things though that i've been working on this year and yeah related to our packages and stuff and i'm, I'm not going to go into it in depth because i feel like i've already done that and i would just end up ranting again so <laughs> or crying <laughs> yeah but um yeah we'll hopefully make some progress on that i'm I actually i have made some uh this this stuff i've been working on this week with some Again, some improvements to our source map system. I think I've actually made some some progress that should like be a big breakthrough actually on um, specifically for people who are using source maps with their JavaScript. I found some like ways that we weren't doing we weren't really fingerprinting in the optimal optimal way for in in some cases. So I'm pretty optimistic about that right now, at least for this Friday. Yeah, talk to me next week. I don't right. I have discovered, <laughs> but yeah, I'm, well, I'm feeling good. Well, you know, Josh, like yesterday's history and tomorrow's a mystery, but today, this moment is all you have. It's a gift. And that's why they call it the present. That's beautiful. I'm going to tattoo that on my Yeah, that's, that's a quote from Kung Fu Panda. It's more it's a paraphrase <laughs> from Kung Fu Panda. I love that movie. <laughs> that would just be the greatest, uh, tattoo response when someone like you know in the store asks you oh what's the what's your tattoo what's what's your like what's the inspiration for your tattoo oh it's it's, it's something they said in kung fu panda <laughs> you know based on the tattoo artists i've known that would not phase them no yeah for sure i mean yeah yeah in portland i'm sure it would be pretty tame well speaking of javascript stuff 
we had a new message in Basecamp this morning that just got me so excited for next year. Yeah. I don't think it's going to happen this quarter, but it's JavaScript related loosely and it's going to be awesome. So stay tuned. What? I've got to look at Basecamp. Are you just teasing the audience now? Yes. Yes, I am. Okay. I'm going to go, I'm going to go look, look at it now. Yeah. I need to respond to that base camp. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. Can't wait. And I'm so excited about that message showing up right now because the goal was to have something done by the end of this year. Yeah. And we just kind of like left it just kind of like, Hey, hands off, we're going to delegate. And it's going to, we're just going to, let's see how it goes. Mm -hmm. And sure enough, it's showing up before the end of the year. So I'm like, it worked. Oh, I know what you're talking about now. It's amazing. So is yeah. this going to be our thing? Like, this is like the reason you come back, right? Like after, yeah. after our break, this is the, this is why you can't like hit unsubscribe yeah, at the end of this. You gotta exactly. leave on the cliffhanger. <laughs> <laughs> so we have to come back for this. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be game changing. Game changing. <laughs> If you write games in a certain platform. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be awesome. Yeah. I guess one of the other reasons probably that our, uh, like our conclave was not super long this year is we also have like our other major effort is launching hook relay still. So that's going to happen, right? You know, not like a huge, it's not going to be like block party launch, but I think right. it's going to be out there. Yeah, that's going to happen. Are that's the cool. rumors correct? Is it going to be ready in time for Christmas? It's going to be ready in time for Christmas. Yeah, all right. <laughs> no, you know what the real race, though? The real race on is to see whether the hook relay is going to launch or my bathroom is going to be done remodeling before. Oh, okay, I thought you were going to say we're going to have it ready by Black Friday and I was just going to kiss you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Black Friday. Oh, well, you know, hey, that's a good goal. Yeah. We had a product update meeting this week and I got to trot out one of my favorite lines uh, because we've had a few dates kind of just like, hey, it'd be nice if we launched a great lay by this date. We've had a few of those come and go. And uh, so I set another date and I said, yeah, I'm, I'm planting my flag in the quicksand. That's uh, <laughs> again, product <-related>. yeah, again. <laughs> yeah, we don't, we don't believe in strict hard deadlines here at Honey Badger. We just, yeah. we just smile at them as they go by. My time is a construct. <laughs> the present <sighs> is a gift. Yes. You know, I, what I also love from that, from that Kung Fu Panda scene where he talks about that, where Ugwe is giving him that enlightenment. Oh, yeah. I also love the bit about the peach. And he's like, the peach seed is going to become a peach tree. There's nothing you can do about that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah. And then the other guy, what's it, Shifu? He was like, he's like, well, I can choose where I plant the peach. <laughs> <laughs> so are you saying that hook relay is our peach tree? <laughs> Y'all know way too much about Kung Fu Panda, by the way. <laughs> it is one of the top. It is a great movie. I have to admit it's a really good movie. So I don't know. I, my I kid went through back. a phase. My kid went through a, a Kung Fu Panda phase where so I've seen it five times in the recent mm -hmm. past. Yeah, I know how that goes. It's, it's right up there with Emperor's New Groove. Mm. I haven't watched that one yet. Oh, oh, you have to watch that one. Yeah? You, oh, yes, you must. Okay. Like that yeah, is well, the most quoted movie in the Curtis household. Really? It is amazing, yes. Groovy. What was our topic that we wanted to talk about? <laughs> permanence. Permanence. Oh, this is... <laughs> the perfect time to talk about <laughs> permanence. Permanence, yes. <laughs> and uh, the future. <laughs> The uh, uncertainty of the future. 
man, we are really just hitting all the, doing all the hits. We're talking at the Conclave, though, about, I think, a tweet that Justin Jackson um, wrote about how this idea of if you can make a deal with the devil and maintain your same sort of growth rate indefinitely over time, like, would you do it? You know, giving up, obviously, like, you know, the possibility of doing better. And, you know, yeah, I think he was saying he would make that that deal. And so we were talking about it and, and we were talking about how this sort of ultimately comes down to like, how stable do you feel in your business? I guess, like how sort of reasonably confident are you? Because like, that was something that we all felt very heavily, like earlier on. It's like, it's like, we've got this thing, it's, it's taking off, it's doing well, and that's great. But I remember a time in the very recent past when it wasn't doing that. And so this is probably all just going to come crashing to the ground and, you know, we'll, we'll be, back, be back to square one. I mean, that's the anxiety. It's not based on any sort of like rational thing necessarily. I don't think it really goes away completely. I think we've gotten more used to it. Like it's something, I mean, it's some, that's like a recurring feeling that I've had. But I think as the more times that I have that fear and then, you know, months go by and then things are still, you know, trending along. I think that just, that kind of uh, mutes it a little bit. Yeah, we've been fortunate in that, like, almost every month we've had positive revenue growth. Like, we've had a few uh, negative months and a couple of just, like, flat months. But that, to me, is is reassuring, right? Because I felt for the longest time, like, woke up every day, like, oh, this could all end tomorrow. And I don't remember exactly when that kind of went away. May have been somewhere around fifty thousand in MRR. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> it was. It took a while. It took a while. But now it's like, yeah, I think it's gonna last. And the thing that surprises me was with the the COVID stuff. And like when we saw our own revenue take a hit at the beginning of the pandemic, and people were, you know, some of our customers' businesses just went away, right? And so they're like, well, we're gonna cancel. And so we saw a hit there, but. Even then, I wasn't all panicky, like, oh, it's going to end tomorrow. Still like, well, man, we've made it this far. Probably going to keep on going. But I remember like the early days, like that was really, really weighing on my mind. And I think that's the same thing that Justin was saying in a, in a recent podcast episode that he did talking about this topic was that that fear was just ever present and just gnawing. And, you know, I guess maybe the good news is if you give it a couple of years, it'll go away. If you want to go listen to that episode, later that it's titled the fear of the build your SaaS podcast yeah like i'm trying to think of like a, a an inflection point there when that change and it's like i wonder if like the switch to metered billing and our sort of going through that together and like almost killing each other over it and i wonder if that like uh sort of cemented um, our, I don't know, security a little bit um, because it's like, it was a super scary thing that we got. Do you mind if I explain this a little bit? So when we started at Honey Badger, we didn't have metered billing. We um, had all you can eat errors, which, you know, at the beginning, like I was pretty, I was like, okay, our people are freelancers, our customers are, are developers. And when you go to sign up for a plan, you know, like, Airbreak before us, they had these plans where it's like, well, you you sign up based on your error per minute rate, and you know, okay, I want you know a hundred errors per minute, so I want the large plan or whatever. And my thinking was that like, who the hell knows how many errors per minute they're gonna have, right? 
ideally you're going to have like none, but then you're going to have big spikes sometimes. And it's just like, yeah, that just seems so unintuitive to me. So like personally, I was very in favor of the all you can eat plan. So we did that for many years, but eventually people started like eating too much. Uh, <laughs> we, yeah, we, we left found the buffet the, unwatched and yeah, the, <laughs> people were just like and sneaking the, in and <laughs> the NFL football team walked in and started eating. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We, like we thought we were, we thought most of our customers were going to be like little leaguers, but then we had, had some, uh, yeah, we had some, some major league people show up and <laughs> suddenly like we were like, we were losing money. Like we were losing money on the amount on the, like we on how much it cost us to send email to people. Like we were sending so much email <laughs> to these people that we were paying more than they were giving us um, every month. Ben led the charge to move that, to move us to metered billing. And it's kind of an uncertain time. And um, we had been sort of on a long plateau in terms of growth. And so we're all like, okay, well, you know, we'll try it. Who knows if it'll work, but yeah, let's give it a shot. And then, so like Ben flipped the switch and then immediately like our revenue just plunged down because everybody... <laughs> Because what happened is that um, we didn't force people onto new plans. And so the only people who moved onto the new meter plans were the people who were going to save money by doing that. Right. Yeah. It was like a big so, realignment. Yeah, it was a big realignment. And I know I was just freaked the hell out about this. Ben was a bit calmer and we argued, but, you know, <laughs> well, we, we hugged it out and made friends. And I think Ben was sweating over there, too. I was totally too. sweating. I yeah, think he was sweating. I, I was freaking out too, but in a, in a different way, because I was so convinced that that was the right thing to do. The problem was that I had just finished like this Herculean task of switching all that stuff. And I remember Star, you were like, ah, ah, it's time to roll it back. Let's, let's, no, let's stop this. And I'm like, oh no, 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 we've come too far. We can't turn around now. <laughs> this is like a, this is like accounts, like accounts. Yeah. We'll see if accounts work out. <laughs> exactly. Let's roll those back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, that was, that was some tense time for sure. But, but I forget, uh, did we it, send an email that like announced the new plans or did people just mm -hmm. find it on their own? Cause mm -hmm. I mean, I feel like this would have been an even more drastic like yeah. plunge if we had, cause I, oh, I remember yeah. talking about that. We were, I think we were like, yeah, let's not broadcast this one initially to like everyone we know yeah. just cause yeah. And yeah, all the, all the little guys, were switching downgrading like crazy and all the people that were using up you know that we were spending more than they were spending on us they of course did not switch and so we decided right. to go so we, we realized that couldn't like persist forever that would be bad and so we came up with a plan to ask those customers who were costing us too much to upgrade to our new plans and did that over a period of 18 months or so we just did a few at a time because we wanted to make sure that it was working for everyone. And, you know, it's a, it's a sensitive issue. Like if you're going to email a customer and say, by the way, we changed our pricing and you know what, you need to switch and this is why. And oh, P.S. it's going to be a heck of a lot more money because of our new pricing. Like a and, lot more in some cases. Yeah. Right. And uh, yeah, a lot more in some cases. Yeah. And those conversations, you know, they have to be handled very delicately because you don't, you know, I mean, just imagine how you feel on the receiving end of that. Oh, by the way, you know, and props. I to don't have customers. to imagine like I've had Comcast. 
Exactly. <laughs> exactly. The response was really good. People really understood. Like I, I wrote up this huge email explaining how we got into where we were and why we we're making this change. And, mm -hmm. and that was and, an awesome email. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Everyone was very nice. We had, I don't know, maybe one, maybe two people who were, who were kind of upset, but you know, it's just, it, we just explained it and like, well, okay, they get it, right? They don't like it, but they get it. I was really happy with how that went after it was all resolved. <laughs> like going through it was difficult. We had a good track record of, like you said, we've never, we've never forced anyone. This was the first time we've ever asked anyone to switch to a new plan for any reason. Like we always let people keep their current plan forever if we change pricing. And then it's just, if you want to change or it's just new people coming into the business or, you know, on the new plans. But yeah, I think like in this case, like to go back to the Comcast <laughs> comparison, like if the CEO of Comcast, like personally called, you know, emailed you or called you and it explains like all the reasons why they're losing money, <laughs> you know, on your account or something, um, you know, that's, that's a lot different than getting some sort of generic, like broadcast email or like everyone yeah. has to, you know, we're, we're changing our pricing, what this means for you, <laughs> which is always that it yeah. means you're going to pay more money. Pay more. Yeah. yeah. Just to, to, um, take that a step further. Like this wasn't actually something that we just, we weren't, it wasn't something we broadcasted. Like, um, no. we basically like I went in and pulled numbers down for like all of our accounts and found the ones that were consuming substantially like more resources than they probably should have been on their existing right. accounts. And they were basically getting like a, a ton of service for like for pennies. And those were the people that we, we asked to upgrade. That's the other thing I was going to say, because those people were also much more likely to see the inconsistency there and like yeah. appreciate it, you know, appreciate our yeah. position. Um, and we also like, they didn't actually, um, since it's metered billing, like they didn't actually have to upgrade. They could have just like sent us fewer errors too. Right. right. Yeah. yeah. That, that's the alternative. When some did a, I think did a balance, mm -hmm. like a combination, like they upgraded to a reasonable plan, but then they also cut back some of their unreasonable traffic that they were using. So you might say that by, you know, politely asking them to upgrade, we actually made their apps more um, usable and more sustainable. Could say that. We should force people to do stuff more often. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I remember in the email, I gave, I gave four options for what, things that they could do. And the, the, the fourth option was fix your app. And I put a little smiley face on there, right? Because <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, all you got to do is not send us it's errors. Like a little wink. <laughs> exactly. And uh, and some people did that. We had a, actually a couple. We like, oh, you know, I had no idea because they never paid attention. They're like, oh, it, it throws yeah. errors, but I don't care, you know. And they're like, oh, I've been sending you millions of errors, and we don't really need to, so we'll just stop that. I'm like, oh, cool, perfect. <laughs> like those ten dollar, the ten dollar a month Heroku accounts that would like send us like. <laughs> You know, that would like be like on our, the top of our leaderboard for the month. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Like they're probably paying Heroku more than $10 in CPU costs to like yeah. send us those errors. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> that did get us past that plateau and that, yeah, to, to Star's point. After a lot of that transition happened, it did make me feel a lot better about the, the viability of the business seeing that continued revenue growth. That came yeah. I mean, it also helped that it actually worked and <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah. revenue growth like went up substantially. It worked substantially. really, really well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, actually, I think like, I don't think we can underestimate how much that actually, like how big of a deal that was, because like, I think the more we move into the future now, the more we, we appreciate the 
revenue growth from the upgrade cycle. And we did not have that, like, you know, with the feature-based plans where basically like the incentives were interesting prior to this because one of the changes I think we made when we rolled out meter billing was before we had um, one of the things we tiered on were number of projects, right? And I think like, so you had a plan that you like limits you to 10 projects or something. So if you're like an agency, you could have like 10 clients essentially. That was one of the reasons like a bunch of the people who were technically paying us more on the old plans switched to the new plans just because they could remove that limit. That upgrade cycle, like people were not really hitting that limit as frequently as you hit. Like if you actually grow to the point of like having more, much more significantly more traffic, it just seems like that's a better, that's a better cycle. Yeah. That was one lesson sort of I personally really learned is that like if you're trying to drive upgrades in your business, the thing that causes the people to want to upgrade happens, has to happen to them. Like before we were on this thing where we were like, okay, we'll offer these different features and people will see that they need this feature and they'll upgrade or like they'll see that they want to do another project and they'll like, you know, buy a new plan. And you know that I'm not saying that didn't work at all, but that happens much less often than if suddenly they find themselves having used more resources than they intended to Mm -hmm. and, oh, they need to upgrade or cut down on their resource usage. That, it also that works decision better. in front of them a lot quicker. It works better for everyone, I think, too, because like, I guess the, the agency example is one, is one example where you might act, like the project thing might actually work because you get more clients, you need more projects. But we have like the, an agency is one type of customer. Then a lot of our customers are just like startups, which are only going to have like, they're not going to have probably the same like explosion. I mean, I guess unless they're building with microservices or something, the metered billing thing works it covers everyone a lot better because like if you're a startup and say you're just starting out, your traffic is going to be low naturally, but your traffic is going to increase over time as you, as your business grows basically. So I think it, it's a little bit more equal across like the different types of customers that we have. The other side effect that was nice was that we got to tie the revenue to our costs. Like we know that we can continue to scale out and pay for that because the reason why we would scale out is having more traffic and having more traffic means we would have more revenue right so in in our situation having that straight metered billing makes a whole lot of sense on on all those levels and to star's point yeah if if you have this upgrade thing you have to really keep in mind how your customers are using your product like like josh was saying with an agency if your product is targeted at agencies maybe it's number of clients right or if for some reason, like you have a lot of customer support, well, then maybe we really need to uh, bill based on number of users because your users are going to be, you know, more users means more support, which means more money out the door on support people. So you have to find a way to, you know, recapture that cost. Yeah. And you're going to hate me for saying this, but like seats, right? It's like you hire somebody. Well, okay, we need to buy another seat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I always wish we could make that work, but I don't know. Yeah, I just I remember, don't think that's our style. I remember when we decided on the original pricing, one of the reasons was we just wanted to differentiate ourselves. You know, we didn't start really hated the idea of the limiting people. And that uh, was something I also felt like, like the worst, the worst thing you could do when you're having a really bad day with a bunch of errors coming in is to limit all that error traffic. Cause like, that's when you want it. Right. 
but we also felt like it was a way to stand apart from our competitors. Like they're all doing this, but we're going to do that. And uh, that didn't work out so well. <laughs> we, we learned that it actually makes sense to do it like everybody else does it in this case. <laughs> so getting back to the topic of permanence. So Star, you're, you're, you're thinking that this, the, like this whole episode was one of the things that kind of taught us that the world doesn't end easily maybe or something like that like you can make a you can make a you know you can have a challenge that seems insurmountable like for us it was our i think this was like one of our first plateaus in in our SaaS business which was a major deal like thinking back to that like i we could not see over the top of that i want to say this was kind of almost like a last ditch effort like we got to change something major to like break through this which was what like i'm assuming like you just didn't you just didn't sign up to volunteer just like to to change something this big just you know for the hell of it so there was like this thing that drove you to do this but like at the time i remember it being a major deal like just like how are we gonna like break through this and like reach the level of growth that we wanted to that we had envisioned for the business that goes back to what i was saying earlier where like as your business like grows and you do it long enough like you have more of these points where you um, like have a seemingly major challenge and then you overcome it or, you know, you break, you keep, just keep going and it doesn't, it's not like the end of the world basically. And I think like over time for me, that's helped kind of reduce that fear of like something, you know, ending tomorrow, basically. I mean, it's always there. Like there's always like some, you know, there's always risk, but I feel it a lot less these days. I guess. Another way that I've felt this increased permanence feeling is actually related to competitors. Because I remember for a long time, I had one of these one of these fears in the back of my head was that some big money competitor would come into the space and take all our customers away. And then Google released Stackdriver. I think they acquired this company and then released Stackdriver. And yeah. it had error tracking as part of it this huge suite of stuff like monitoring and all this kind of things. And I was, was like, kind of oh, a no shit moment. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was like, here it <laughs> I remember. is. Boom. There goes the business. And like, <laughs> it had zero impact on the business. Zero. Yeah. Yeah. And I, uh, I, the other day we had someone sign up and they filled out our like survey form and I, they mentioned something about, um, like, like I really don't want to use, I think it was stack drive. I think it was like Google, like, I really don't want to use like Google, Google cloud platforms, uh, like off the shelf thing. It was either that or like Amazon's, I can't remember, but I thought that was funny. When that happened and then that fear did not materialize, I was like, whew, okay, well, all right, I guess. And, and thinking more about it, like even, even if like Amazon released a exact copy of our product tomorrow, we'd still have a ton of customers stick around, even if a lot, some of them thought it was interesting because not everyone loves Amazon, right? And not everyone mm -hmm. loves whatever Amazon does. And, and if, to be honest, a lot of people love the way that Honey Badger does things, right? That's why our churn is so low because they just like the product and they stick around. And yeah. uh, so even, even if there was a big ecosphere kind of change like that, still it wouldn't at this point sink the business, which gives me, makes me feel better. Do you think that we're like the little little mammals scurrying around that survive when the asteroid hits? That's <laughs> right. <laughs> I hadn't thought of that, but that's pretty good. Because like you got a honey badger. Yeah, like a little honey badger, <laughs> a little a little proto badger. 
Yeah, because yeah, be. like these big changes in the industry, and I'm not saying we're not affected by them, obviously, but like, yeah, I can see them being a lot more impactful if like you are a startup that has raised a bunch of funding and is like directly trying to compete in some in the same market that like Amazon or Google find significant enough to invest in. But in our little corner of it, like it's really it's a pretty small little cozy place, and it's not really big enough for Amazon to really worry about, I don't think. And I mean, there's a reason I think a lot of our competitors who are PC funded have sort of pivoted away from a sort of pure error monitoring model and are going into like application performance metrics and okay, now they're going to take on new relic or now they're going to, you know, I like, I think there's probably a lot more money in those things. It's a lot more interesting to those business types. Yeah. It's one of the benefits of staying small. Right. The, if, there yeah. if there aren't a lot of mouths to feed, you don't have to have this, yeah, this like, unicorn success to, to come out winning. Right. Oh, yeah, you know like what? What does um, the payoff payout need to be or the payoff need to be? Yeah. And I just realized like we haven't even said it, but the biggest like um, longevity booster is like positive cash flow. <laughs> like we've, we've had positive cash flow for pretty much our whole existence. So, right. Like just, yeah. It'd be yeah. a lot, you know, if you don't have a, if you don't have a, um, a runway, like you're never going to reach the end of it. True. So feeling pretty good. So I guess, I guess the message is if, if you're in that boat that, that we were in and that uh, Justin also described, you've got that gnawing fear that's making you crazy. Well, Hey, you know, if, if you make it through that, it gets better. Right. I mean, if you don't make it through it, your business goes out, goes away and you have to do something else. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. worst case scenario, you find a new business to start or you, you find a job, but. Yeah, you're not dead. Yeah, that's a, <laughs> probably not dead. Right. Probably not. Well, should we wrap it up on that cheerful note? I like it. Well, we here at Founder Quest are glad that you're not dead. Again, we will be taking a little break for the next, I don't know, six weeks, eight weeks. I, it just yeah, depends. Um, we'll be yeah, back. I haven't done don't the worry. math. We'll be, we'll be back. Don't worry. Harass us on Twitter. You can, you can always harass us on Yeah, Twitter. I was going to say, just like yeah. King Arthur, we come back when, you know, England most needs us. And <laughs> yeah, if you like the show, review us on Apple Podcasts. If you want to write for us on the blog, well, actually, I'm going to be out. So you can go check out our Write For Us page at, you know, honeybadger.io forward slash blog. But it's got a big notice on there saying, hey, I'm going to be gone for a while. So don't um, worry if I don't get back to you. And if you have any podcast episode ideas, topics you'd like to hear about, feel free to hit us up on Twitter. We have oh yeah, what, what are we at Founder Quest? Maybe I think we are. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's one of the benefits of having like a marketing person is that you just like don't have to keep all that in your head. Just yeah, just search Founder Quest. Just look for us. Yeah, us. it's okay. It's pretty obvious. All right, we'll see y'all later. Have a good one. Founder Quest is a weekly podcast by the founders of Ani Badger. Zero instrumentation, 360 degree coverage of errors, outages, and service degradations for your web apps. If you have a web app, you need it. Available at honeybadger.io. Want more from the founders? Go to founderquestpodcast.com. That's one word, where you can access our huge back catalog of episodes. Founder Quest is available on iTunes, Spotify, and other purveyors of fine podcasts. We'll see you next week.